0: Protective Insight Podcast, putting the "you" in human. Hey, hey, hey! Welcome back, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for stopping by. We're on for another, another fine interview-based episode uh, for you today. This is the Protective Insight Podcast. Uh, for those of you that have subscribed already, we're very grateful. For those of you that haven't yet, because there are a number of you, make sure you do it during this episode uh, as as we go on. But today we have an incredible guest for you, just an incredible. I was going through uh, I, I was going through some of Mike's uh, uh, some of Mike's biography and his details earlier. It's uh, it's it's quite daunting to say the least. This man has experienced some things some things in this way well but for those of you who are uh, uh, noobs to mike and i count myself among them uh, uh, let me give you a bit of a brief uh, uh, a brief background on this chat a, a, a former operational member of us marine Re- reconnaissance army special forces green beret and delta force as well as a competition us psa pistol shooter holding a master class ranking in limited limited 10 and production divisions he's participated in stabilization combat and high-risk protection operations in support of u.s policies throughout the world as both an active duty military member and civilian contractor and i was going over some of the countries uh, and and the places of the world that he's operated in and it's that's a comprehensive list that that keeps that keeps on going and now jim you you guys have you guys have known each other for for a while is that right um, I got to meet Mike
1: uh, a few years ago and you know, you read about his stuff, you hear about the stuff, but it wasn't until we met in Miami where I got to participate in some of Mike's training and get the firsthand, full on, um, effect of it. Right. And then one of the better things with that is, um, our company was helping sponsoring the event that Mike was instructing at. So we had an opportunity after a day of instruction, we got to go out and go sit down and have like a, a light dinner and light drink and, you know, and I got to pick his brain, you know, and just say, hey, look, because I'm also a firearms instructor and there's a lot of core key principles that I believe in. And a lot of things that I like to teach kind of goes against some of the grain, but it's common sense stuff. And I want to pick brain because he does a lot of similar stuff. And being a competition shooter I was like, hey, this is what I get. but This is a pushback I'm getting. You know, and I'll tell you, Mike is probably one of the most humble guys you'll ever meet. Um, you're gonna find out here in a few minutes. But it was just you just like look, you're doing the right thing. You don't need a huge mass following, you don't need all this, but just keep doing what you're doing, you're doing the right thing, keep impacting people's lives in the right way, in the right manner. Keep teaching it. Don't don't care what the haters and all these wannabe influencers, so to speak.
0: <laughs> and before we
1: bring Mike on, just to let you know like I'm going to premise this episode with, because as you know, Ben, I've quoted Mike in a few of the other episodes, he put out social media that I loved the term entertainment. So we're going to dive into that today. We're going to get Mike's definition. We're going to dive into everything about that, the concepts, the whys. Um, And I just think this will be overall great conversation. I don't think it's going to be for the faint of heart, um, but it's things that people need to hear. They need to understand and overall make you um, a better person when it comes to your training, training practices, principles, mindset, all that good stuff. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, or let's bring on Mr. Mike Panone
0: Hey, the crowd goes wild. <laughs> <laughs> good evening. Oh, Mike, Go- good morning. You. Thank you for okay. you, for you, probably. <laughs> <laughs> thank you uh, for joining it's, us. It's uh, I, I appreciate Okay, doc. Well, good afternoon. <laughs> thank you for thank you for joining us and giving us so readily of your time. I'm very grateful. Very grateful. Thank you. Well, let me just
2: happy to be here. Very happy to be here. Thank
1: you for having me. Thank you, sir. So, I guess to start off, Mike, we're just going to for those that may not may not know you, can you just give us a little bit of background about you know your your company, what you do what you guys specialize in um, that, that kind of just so people can get an idea of, you know, they're seeking out some training where they can go to and find a reputable source such as yourself.
2: Yeah. uh, CTT solutions, comprehensive, technical and tactical solutions, is the name of the company. It's myself and uh, my partner, Pat Doherty, who's a, a law enforcement officer in long beach. And he was an infantryman in the Marine Corps for six years as well. Uh, we do, we focus mostly on the on the marksmanship piece as it relates to either law enforcement or concealment. <clears throat> and the concealment part is is uh, very popular here in the States because obviously we can, we can every state now constitutionally can get concealed carry permits. Um, that said, we also pushed into the vehicle space because that, that's something that's kind of personal to me because I ran a lot of vehicles overseas, soft skin vehicles in a high-threat environment, and I saw what was being put out, which was, it was, um, substandard we'll say, but, um, <clears throat> that's really what we've pushed into, uh, the, the tactics part of it in the, in, in the sense of CQB or, you know, close quarter battle kind of stuff. I I've stayed out to be completely honest with you, because there's, there's a lot of people, one that are in that and two, that it's very unique to the, uh, requirements of the organization that you're with. So if you were talking about military doing CQB, that's extraordinarily different from law enforcement doing CQB on the civilian side, I know civilians want to go to CQB courses and all. I have absolutely no idea why. You're never going to do it. it it's you'd be better suited um, to spend your spend your dollars learning to be better at the component skill part, which is just the shooting piece, and then just use common sense. It it works pretty good. It's kept most of us alive <laughs> to, until today. So,
1: <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, oh, I was gonna say common sense is a superpower today, right? It isn't it, is, it isn't so common. No, but uh, but uh, but I love the fact, Mike, because you know, you tend um, you extra out a lot of you guys push a lot of great content, I see it. And I know with, with any good content it becomes a, a lot of haters. And we've seen it and put it out there, you know, and a lot of us come back. But, you know, what, what, what got you to come up with that term, um, entertainment? you know, and for those out there that don't understand it, could you provide your definition of, of what that is? It,
2: it came from the whole concept that people were not trying to actually train others to succeed, but they were trying to entertain them there. Uh, it, it's, it, it's a day at the County fair. It's, I call it bro training. You just go out there and you have a good time and you shoot some bullets and you take some, some happy snaps and send them to your girl or your boys back at the pub or whatever. Hey, this is what's up. And I'm like, that's not what I'm here for. That's not why I, I take seriously what I do because I understand its application because I lived it, and that's yeah. why people like Matt, my, my buddy Matt at X-Ray Alpha, guys like that. We like this isn't just it isn't a game to us. There's a part of it that's a game. Like, the sports shooting part is actually a <laughs> game, but the training piece to us is very serious. And it, when I when people make a mockery of that, it just it, it's in a sense it's morally insulting to me because I'm like, do you realize what we're doing here? Do you realize what we're we're, we're attempting to prepare for? It's a component skill. And I don't get into all the, you know, you're, you're, you're a killer and all that crap. I'm, I'm, I'm done with it. I'm, I'm so, mm-hmm. you're, you know, you're a Spartan and you're a Viking. And you're, no, mm-hmm. you're not. I'm not. I'm just some, like, like, half Ukrainian, half Italian kid from New Jersey that, like, did some stuff. That's all. I'm not, I'm not trying to be, you know, I'm not trying to be someone other than who I am. And there are a lot of people that present themselves. There's a persona. And, and, and they're, they try to be funny or they try to entertain you in one way. Hey, if I, if I stumble into something funny, hey, enjoy it, laugh. I'm not trying to be funny. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to be unfunny and super stern. I'm just me. Yeah. I'm the dude that's... They, and so I, the entertainment part is my focus is to get you to understand concepts and skills and to be able to at least understand how to go forward with them on your own. Okay, that's what's important to me. The making you laugh, that's somebody else's job. That's not my job. Mm. That's not what I'm there for. You're not paying me to make you laugh. I'm not a freaking stand-up comedian. So mm. that's why the, the, the entertainment and training, when you blend them together, it's entertainment. It's not, it's not entertainment, you know, wholly, and it's not training. It's some form of training with the with emphasis on entertainment. Hence the entertainment part. The enter is first. And it's mm. it's just, I think it's it's you're taking people's money. This is the way I view it. Okay. The, the three most scarce resources you have, have okay in, in, in life basically is time. All right. And money yeah. mm-hmm. and opportunity. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm taking your time. I'm taking your money. Okay. And I'm taking up an opportunity and I'm not making your life any better. So you get to chuckle for however many hundred dollars. That's really great. I just stole your money. And that's the way I look at it. The entertainment people, when you look at something that's arguably false, and useless. And it's being taught to people that may actually have to use it. It's being taught to, to coppers and it's being taught to soldiers. And you look at it and go, no, one's ever going to do that ever. They're not, they're not. And you're, you're spending their time and their money and their resources. Okay. They're it, whatever training resources they have, and you're not making their life any better or making them any safer in their job. I think it's, it's unconscionable to me.
1: Well, I, I would consider they're not even um, a real trainer, Mike. Because anyone that is really passionate, such as yourself, those of us that do train, it's always about the student. And we have this moral, ethical, legal, right, standpoint in which we go. Anything we put out there, you know, especially firearms training, we're we're teaching somebody to shoot marks. Why are we going to teach them something from the aspect of, like you said, like a carnival game where they don't take it seriously? Now they get scared out there on Jump Street. And the first thing they do is draw a weapon when they shouldn't have and shoot somebody unintentionally because they didn't get the proper training. And what I love too, Mike, speaking with you is because of all wealth and knowledge and experience, you're like an encyclopedia in this field, and those who are listening need to seek you out. But what I love is that when I when I sit and I can ask you the why, right? Okay, Mike, why why is this? Why does this concept work? Why does this particular method oversee it? There's a why behind it. There, there's a science, there's an experience, there's a theory, there's methods behind everything that you do and what i found with these entertainment influencers or wannabe experts when you ask them the why and i think even you've experienced this mike is when you put the why out there the first thing they do is try to bash degrade discredit you put everything i need they get the whole cult following together to jump on people in a certain manner but no but they never answer the why because they lack the knowledge the experience or the ability to do so isn't that right it's,
2: it's a lack of objectivity, okay? The, the three pillars of functional intelligence are objectivity, creativity, or actually objectivity, creativity, knowledge, and discipline, okay? Those are the four pillars of it. If you don't have objectivity, then creativity and knowledge and discipline mean nothing. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're unobjective. They're emotionally connected to the messenger and not the message, and that's a problem. Um, and my, the, the methodology that, that I have, it, it's. I break it down into a couple of things and I'll give you the, the, the lineage of it, okay? Um, tell me what you're doing, why you're doing it, how it works with specificity, the mechanism of success, exactly what makes this a successful technique. Identify the most likely failure points or mistakes and then craft training to mitigate the opportunity for that to happen or to remedy it if it does happen. Now that said, that comes from Working in environments and special units and in, in reconnaissance and in SF and especially at JSOC at Delta, um, where you don't have the luxury of of you don't have the luxury of entertainment. We have a, we have a serious job, and I, mm-hmm. if some of the brothers out there in in, in two or SBS are listening, you guys you know what I'm talking about. Like this isn't a freaking game. Like we do things that that on demand replication of action. Okay. Mm-hmm. We have to be able to do this and repeat it on demand instantly, boom, go. And if you don't know exactly what you do and exactly how you do it and exactly why it works, you can't, you don't even know if you're doing it right. You just know it resembles what you think is the right answer. You can't replicate it on demand. And if something starts to go wrong, and this is the thing that in the, in the, in the higher level units that we really accept where we require a level of precision that is, that is on the pro athlete level. Okay. Um, things always go wrong. And so when something begins to go wrong, if you don't know exactly what the right answer looks like, you don't even see it coming. Things get away from you to a point where you can't recover them. If you realize a quarter second too late that something's going wrong, you might as well have realized it an hour too late. It it is past you. And so the ability to replicate things with specificity, knowing exactly what these steps give me this outcome. If I can do that, then I can mitigate the chance of, of, of making mistakes, one, or two, missing mistakes that are made. And it allows me to adapt from that because everyone that learns that way, everyone in that organization, in my, in my troop or my squadron when I was back in a different place, okay, we all learn certain things a certain way. And we could all recognize if we're making a mistake or if we see a mistake being made and you can take care of your mates. You're not just, you're not watching something go wrong and you don't even know. You're seeing it happen and you can help remedy that. There's there's an urgency in, in at those levels when you do literally dangerous things all the time. It's not just, not dangerous as in combat, going to war. It's dangerous. You're at 2,000 feet on oxygen at night, okay? You, you have to know the exact correct answer because when you exit the aircraft, whatever you leave the aircraft with is what you got, okay? Yeah. And so these kind of things, it's a culture of, of precision, Okay. Everything is done a certain way for a certain reason. And there's no emotional connection to it. If, if you're, if you're like, I do it this way and it works great. And one of your mates goes, why don't you do it this way? It'll work better. Cause I've done it that way. Then we sit down and go, okay, well, wh- what did you get from that? How did you change it? Are there any downsides to it? We investigate it a little bit. And the second, the second one of your mates has a better solution. It's now you don't, you don't, you don't resist. No, no, no. I, this is my, I like my solution better. It's like no you have a better solution my ego isn't a part of that okay my personal proclivity means nothing it means zero okay the team or the troop or the squadron or whatever element you're in if you're an infantry guy in your platoon or your company that's what's important those that that organization benefits from that precision and that's something that I, I don't know outside of like professional types of sports if you if you play you know you play uh friggin football or or mm soccer or, you know, rugby, or I played lacrosse Mm. in college, you become a part of a a machine that requires precision in order to run effectively. And I don't think a lot of people in the training world understand that and can, can go ahead and project that outward towards their audience when they're teaching.
0: Oh, wow. (laughs) Again, that was, that was incredible to listen to. Mostly it's, it, it's it's nice to hear people talk about the stuff that matters right particularly particularly when it comes to the stuff that's available in the uk there are we we we, we i would argue anyway we're overrun with entertainment right I, I i don't i don't care if you look like john wick whilst you're doing whatever you're doing give me the stuff that works give me the stuff that matters and tell tell me how to do it tell me why to do it right if you can't do any of that don't talk to me <laughs> i've clearly i've clearly come i've clearly come to the wrong course in that particular way so yeah. I'm, I'm i'm curious about where, where you think this this kind of cultural confusion uh, around the around the properties of training has come from does it stem from uh, you know these kind of uh, being being starstruck by influencers misinformation leads to misinformation leads to misinformation people just out to make money not knowing any better combination of the above how does that kind of work for you in terms of how you view it well if you
2: look at the the social media space the conduit for training information has become social media mm. it has the problem is you have a lot of people that make the whole influencer thing mm. they make money on social media so now when you blend the two together are you are you trying to um are you trying to pre- are you trying to pass on information as it relates to training? Okay. Mm. Or are you trying to use it to monetize, to make money? Okay. And I'll bring up, I bring up some of my mates because they're, they're, they're people that are influential. I I always say we, we, we choose our friends because they have attributes that we admire. Um, And friends of mine, like, like Matt Pranka from X-Ray Alpha. Okay. We both came from, from several of the same organizations on two different services. Um, He puts out a lot of stuff, for free just like hey this is this is something you could use mm-hmm. things that you can you can talk about and demonstrate i posted something i was shooting a, a 762 gun last night i was shooting a, a g3 doing doubles at 20 yards with with pretty pretty saucy splits you know my shot times are probably in the 20 low 20s okay wow. talking about connection to the gun something that i can demonstrate i'm not just talking about it with cool background music and all that mm-hmm. i'm actually showing this is me doing it this is what it mm-hmm. looks like if you if you don't do certain things you will not be successful. The goal is to put out something that's useful. My my intention is to put out something that's useful that someone will look at and go, "Wow, I'm a little smarter," or something I can investigate, as opposed to putting out something that's self-aggrandizing. Look at me, I'm cool. You know, look mm. at look at the, the 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 lifestyle part of it. Um, mm. And that to me, that's what that is what has corrupted it because there are people that that have in all honesty, and it's going to hurt some feelings, man. There are people with really fragile egos that haven't really done much, honestly, but they're selling mm-hmm. themselves. Like I said, they're, they're, they're the whole thin blue line or sheepdog or you're a warrior or you're this or that. Like, Hey bro, I- I'm not, I'm just a dude, man. Been a couple places, done a couple things. Okay. Everybody knows who I am and who I'm not. And I'm not trying to be anything, but who I am. Okay. If you think I'm the coolest guy ever and you don't learn anything from me, I failed. If you think I'm a, freaking jackass, but you learned a bunch from me. I succeeded. Okay, I'm, mm. I'm not there to be your buddy. I mean, it's, mm. it's, it's, it, it's, again, I just saw the, the thing that was passed on to my friend, the difference between being a, being a nice guy and being a good guy. Okay. Mm. I, sometimes I'm a nice guy. Sometimes I'm not a nice guy, but I'm a good guy in the sense that I'm honest. I'm not going to, I'm not going <laughs> to, you know, I'm not going to feed you freaking soda and tell you it's protein drinks. If you're fucking up, I'm going to go, Oh, Hey man, you're fucking that up. And all my mates yeah. will do that. They'll get on the phone if I post something. They'll be like, "Boom!" They'll they'll freaking get on the horn right there. They'll ring me and be like, "What are you doing? Like, you need to stop that right now and pull that shit." Down. Like, we check each other, and so mm. we. It's like a like a carpenter. Okay, measure twice, cut once. Okay, yes. we think about things uh, uh, several times before we put them up because even if you pull them, they were still out there. You can't yeah. unring the bell. Okay, but but that's because we believe in what we do and. For all the people that I that I surround myself with that come from the mill side, I mean, and and a lot of the coppers. So well, actually, all the coppers that I have around me, mm. dude, we understand what the other side of a gun looks like. We, yeah. we we it's not that's not something. It's not a theory to us. Violence is not a theory. The application of a firearm or the application of tactics, it's not theoretical in our life experience. We've experienced it. We know there's components to it that are both mental and emotional. There are hard skills that underpin all of it. But the idea that this is like, it's cool. I mean, hmm. to me, I look at people and it's everybody wants to be a badass. It's like, the, the, you know, it's an American saying like everybody wants to be a gangster until it's time to do gangster shit. It's like, you don't, <laughs> if you don't come to the realization that what we're talking about when we're training, you know, military and law enforcement, we're talking about fighting another man to the death with a firearm. Yeah. It, it, and so, whatever's going to happen, most of the time the cavalry's not coming. They're not going to get there in time. They'll get there maybe to patch some holes and help you out. But the Mm. bottom line is whatever's going to happen is going to happen right here right now and if you're unprepared for it it's still going to happen you're just not ready yes there are there are certain there are certain places that it's very exaggerated if you're in remote areas
0: Mm. or
2: if you're on an aircraft i I was in the air marshal program i helped stand that up after 9 11 before i went overseas and i used to tell them you're going to be on an aircraft if it goes bad whatever's whatever's going to happen it's going to happen right here and there's nobody coming there's nobody it's just you so mm. you've got the rest of your life to solve this because this is where it ends right on this point mm. somehow. And they have to understand that. And it's it's a sobering reality for people. But the people that that understand it, train for it. They go, mm. OK, listen, I'm not going to in the immediacy. I'm not going to have like I said, I'm not going to call for the cavalry and they're going to ch- charge in and save me. That's not going to happen. You mm. know, it, it's it's and, and that's that's uh, I think that's something that is lost when you're trying to entertain people. Mm. Okay. There's, there's a lot of fluff and there's a lot of cool stuff. And I, I watch people, st- you know, like running around in a very stylized manner. People stick at guns and air conditioning vents. Like, like it's a holster. And like, I'm like, no one's ever going to do that. People taping tennis balls to their hands or everybody wants to fall on their back and shoot from the ground. And like, cause it looks cool. It's mm. very John Wick or, you know, mm. James Bond. I'm like, most of it. I, 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 I had a thuggish part of my life was young shall we say a little little heavy on the drink side and a little little boisterous with the with the boys but um <laughs> it's like fighting fighting in a ring is yeah. it is a it is a skill it's an art it i think it's it's awesome i mean I've, i i am i'm not a boxer i've done some boxing obviously for mm. for work stuff and i've done some on my own yeah. i've been done ground stuff and all um you know i wrestled all through high school i've done jiu-jitsu like i got the stuff that most people from my genre do okay mm. but there's a difference between fighting in a ring where you know that the ref is not going to allow someone to beat you to death or fighting in the street. I mean, you get you get in an alley outside a pub and you start fighting somebody, it it stops when when the person winning decides it's going to stop. It's not when you decide it's going to stop. And yeah. you know, it's 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 one of those things that I when I see people they 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 glorify it or they you know, they they sensationalize it. Hey, I I I I don't mind a good scrap. I mean, back in the day, that was, I mean, when I was a younger guy, that's kind of what you did. I I get it. But I also understood that that can, that can cost you, that it's not Mm -hmm. a game. And that if it's, if it's, if it goes, if it goes to a point where someone is truly trying to grievously hurt you and you are at a disadvantage, unless someone stops it, it, it ends poorly for you. And so it's like, it's not, it's, it, I think that there's a glorification of violence and I got nothing against it. I mean, I, been to the party, got it. But the bottom line is, it's they make it they they make a caricature of it. They make it the mm-hmm. silly, like cool, it, and it's it's not it's not it's not silly. It's not cool. It's not pretty. It just it is what it is. It's part of the human condition. Mm-hmm. And so, learn how to be good at it. Avoid it as much as you can. And and then if you have to apply it, then apply it with a hundred percent of what you got. And and I think that when you when you sensationalize it and you make it some sort of part of that whole entertainment culture like you you missed the point you missed the point because you're making it you're making it fun in a sense you're making it entertaining and violence is just violence okay the application of it by UK, Canada, you know Australia, New Zealand like all of the Anglo countries for sure we've been in war for 20 years we've got we got you got, got a belly full of war we got a lot of it okay and the people that that attended the, attended the show that went to the show, they realize what it really is. And it's not what you think it is. And it's not what you see on YouTube and it's not what you see on Instagram and all that. And so it's like I look at that and go, you are taking away from what they need to understand to give them things that will actually take them in the wrong direction. Mm. It's it's unrealistic. It's and a lot of it's unfounded. I mean, Mm. most of life is simple shit. It's doing simple stuff really well. Okay. I mean, I I was a mason. I used to lay block. There's only a couple. you don't do as a mason to lay block, but you actually have to know how to do them well. Okay. Mm. There's not a lot. There's not 400 things you need to know how to do. There's like eight things you need to know how to do, but you have to know how to do them or you're useless.
0: Yeah. Yeah, love it. We uh we we, we spoke to a uh, uh, Pablo Ortiz Monasterio a, a while back, and he spoke about the 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 ninety five percent rule that that he referenced it as. There are there are things that would happen on the daily uh, as part of your job that when you look at entertainment would be considered boring, right? <laughs> you know, but you get you get all of those ninety five percent solid, reflexive on point the whole time and your day is going easier your principle is safer everything's calmer everything's happier everything is much more manageable uh, as a result by taking care of this 95 percent over and over and over and over and over again and that's what that's what good days if we think of it as good and di- good and bad days that's what good days are, are, are made of right mm-hmm. absolutely It's most of most of operational life
2: in the military, or as a law enforcement officer, or most of your daily life are very simple, mundane things done repeatedly Mm. and done extremely well. And I I try to relate things to to something that everyone will understand. Okay, driving Mm. an automobile. Okay, you are more likely to be killed in an automobile accident than probably (laughs) most any other way. Mm. Okay, every single day you're going back and down the road, and cars are swirling past each other. Two, three, you know, four meters apart at high speeds. You 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 are repeatedly doing something that is extremely dangerous, actually. But you're doing it in a rehearsed manner that is as safe as you can possibly do it. Now, there's lots yeah. of people there that drive like a like a box full of broken assholes. But um, most people <laughs> try, try to try to be decent at it. They 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 actually do because the yeah. downside is grievous bodily injury or death and so nobody's trying to be a bad driver some people are just bad drivers they just it doesn't click with them but nobody is and nobody wants to learn some flamboyant crap about driving that's not realistic they'll look at it and go Mm. i don't need to know how to do that it's Mm. like how many people how many people know how to do j turns in a car not that many not that many doing emergency brake j turns because they don't need to Mm. If you're doing evasive driving, or there's certain things that you're doing, you're learning vehicle dynamics. Yeah, you need to do that. Mm. I've never had to do it. I know how to do it. I've done it in a bunch of courses, a bunch of driving courses. I was on a mobility mm. team in my old life, and I, got it. I've never had to do it, not even once. Mm. But but I but I've had to drive an automobile, and I've had to avoid um, avoid collisions. Basically, I had I was driving down the highway, and there was a vehicle on the opposite side going about, but probably 80, 85 miles an hour. Um, Whoever the driver was went onto the rumble strip, talking on his phone or whatever, and then went all the way over into the dirt. His front tire went into the dirt when he realized it, and then he jerked the wheel back onto the road. The whole vehicle just like crumpled onto that, like the whole suspension dove. The vehicle Mm. crumpled, and looked. I remember seeing it like it was in slow motion. It was on my way up to Phoenix. It just kind of crumpled, and then it looked like it exploded. It just, mm. it started tumbling and shit was flying everywhere. He had this big aftermarket bumper on the front that was made out of diamond plate steel. And I remember I was in there with my ex at the time and my daughter, and this thing is a giant, it's as wide as a as an, as an F-250 uh, pickup truck. It's mm. spinning like this across the highway coming at us at about 80 miles an hour. Mm. Okay. And in uh, and, and the immediacy, because I understood how like how driving works, mm-hmm. how vehicle dynamics work. All I remember here in my brain was turn into the debris field, like in the back from from actually going to formal training, turn into the mm-hmm. debris because the debris is coming at you. If you try to outrun it, you're just giving it mm-hmm. more angle to strike you. If you turn, mm-hmm. you get underneath it and then you just mm-hmm. go right past it. So mm-hmm. all I do is I, I check my left, nobody in the lane, pushed over. It went right by the front of us. And then I came, I came back into my lane and kept going. My my ex, I thought she was gonna have a coronary. My daughter was just like, yay, <laughs> but um, but it's like little simple things like that. You need to know a couple things that really count. Yeah. You really do. And and, and that's the whole thing. It's like when when we were doing our our, our mobility stuff, nobody told us any flamboyant shit. Like they're like, you you don't need to know that. That's stupid. Nobody's gonna do that. And these are the people that we would bring in to teach stuff were were high performance like drivers, race car mm-hmm. drivers, high performance off-road drivers. Like we and those guys are like that's stupid shit for people that are making videos. They don't know do that. You need to know how to do this. You like yeah. you definitely need to know how to do this. And so that's the whole thing. When you look at the training space, there's a lot of people that just don't know what you need to do. They don't, and and that's a problem. And then there's a whole bunch of people that are just trying to get their hands in your pockets, two at a time. That's what they want. They want it, they that's want to freaking get some baksheesh from you there. And it's like yeah. I, I just, it's, it's it's this. There's a lot of people in this, in the training world that don't really understand training. They don't have yeah. the experience to back it up. And, and I'll, I'll shut up after this, but the, the the lens that we bring life into focus through, we have one, one lens that it's it's constantly evolving. This lens is constantly changing and it's called experience. And that's the lens we look through. If you have no experience, then either everything looks clear or everything looks blurry, but you don't even know what you're seeing and you don't even know what questions to ask. And that's what experience does for you. People, people say, well, you know, it, you know, your experiences, your experiences, you know, is out of date or this or that. People talk about currency, okay? Mm. Experience never goes out of date. It doesn't, okay? Mm. Proficiency does if you don't maintain it. Okay, so mm. guys that got out of the mill that that were in special units that didn't maintain their proficiency and increase it on the outside, specifically like the shooting piece, mm. then, then you've lost your currency. But experience doesn't lose currency. Okay, yeah. my dad was an infantryman in in Korea, um, in from fifty to fifty three. Okay, he spent twenty six months there. Okay, rest his soul. If he were here today, he knows everything about maneuver fighting that I know. He just did it with an M one grand and a BAR. He didn't do it with an M four and a, and, a, and a you know two forty nine. He didn't like he, but he understands maneuver. He understands flanking. He understands like his experience didn't doesn't go away. It doesn't always, oh, well, your experience doesn't mean anything anymore because all of a sudden tactics are different. No, they're the same. The application of tactics based on technology has changed. And so it's like people talk about that. It's like they, they talk about experience Well, your experience is out of date. No, it's not out of date. Okay. My, my skills may be if I don't maintain them. Okay, if I don't push myself, but my experience is my experience and it it allows me to understand things and to see things that other people will not see. And we see it Mm in law enforcement with training where guys come in from the outside and they give them some flashy stuff, okay? And, and my experience tells me that that doesn't work. And formal education, i got a good formal education. People talk about, oh, well, the data says this. Okay, well, data is raw material that you use to create statistics. And statistical analysis has certain parameters that there are requirements to it. And let's say that you do have data that you're using and you create statistics. Well, then su- submit it for peer review. Let us see what they are. Why don't you? If you've got the secret sauce, you've got the magic. Why don't you share the magic? Because if you truly believe in what you say you believe in, then you're trying to help everybody. Why would you withhold that unless you pay? I'll only mm-hmm. save your life if you pay me. Then you don't really give a shit. Like, and so I, I look at this and I'm like, it is just it is buzzwordy bullshit, fraudulence to me. Where someone mm-hmm. says something I'm like, "Well, we can't tell you because that's our it's our proprietary data or whatever, or you don't need to know. Just come to a class." No. I don't need to come to a class. You need to submit that. Otherwise, it means nothing. And it's it's that's the thing about it is is the in this industry, there's a lot of people that are selling. I call it selling smoke and magic beans. Okay, out west here in the U.S. They call it selling freaking bullshit and gun smoke. Like, what are you selling me? Why? How does it work again? What are you doing? Why are you doing it? How does it work with specificity? What are the most likely mm-hmm. failure points or mistakes? How do I mitigate them or remedy them with training? Like you I should be able to tell you if you do exactly this, it will get you exactly that. And then you can mm-hmm. repeat it. Otherwise, you you you're just selling you're selling trash to people and taking their money. And that is again, the training piece, there's there's people with no experience, okay? And without that experience, they don't even know the flaws of what they're teaching. They don't mm-hmm. realize that what they're teaching is effectively useless to people. Like I said, all this falling on the ground and shooting, I see a lot in law enforcement. Everybody wants to shoot from the front seat and shoot through the windshield. Okay, great, I got. Okay, you want to shoot through, it looks cool on video, you feel like you're in a movie. That's really fucking exciting. Okay, great, nice, all right? It's fucking worthless. I can teach my 15-year-old daughter how to do it in five minutes, actually less than five minutes, okay? So what are you really doing? Can you draw a pistol from a seated position and shoot in front of you? Yes. Okay, we're done here. We're done. Why, why are you doing this? Well, we need to... We need, people need to know what it feels like to shoot inside a car. Actually, they don't. It's not going to change anything. Yeah. It's literally not going to change anything. You could do the whole evolution dry, but it looks cool when you put it on Instagram with flashy music in the background, and then you get people to come to your course, and then you take their money.
0: Scumbags. It's Scumbags. It's mm-hmm. oh, yeah. and, and I was going
1: to say, and, and to that point, there's just so much to unpack. Because one, you know, everything there brings me back to the way I, t- I tell people, you know, brilliant at the basics. Get brain at the basics, the simple, mundane thing, and anything, any job. Get good at the basics, the fundamentals. Practice mm-hmm. some you get better. And then just same thing with these guys too. They don't realize the power of what they're doing, like you're saying. Like with these new people, they they sign up for these courses, they know no better, don't know the questions, and you're giving them this shoddy, you know, crappy training. Well, you're wiring those neurons, you know, and you're you're wiring them wrong. You're screwing them up. And then when they finally do good, you know, go to a good training course. That shit's gotta be unwired and unprogrammed and then redone again. And uh, you keep alluding to it, and I I love it too, because again, being a driving instructor, being a firearms instructor, all this stuff I get to do teaching law enforcement and military. You're in like a nail on the head with that last one. I think we both have seen the same video. You have people in the car. Yeah, it looks cool. Okay, but why do you have your driver drawing and shooting? You go against all the premises that were ever taught. You know, the driver drives. Right. The driver is a vehicle operable. Get it the hell off the X. Get out of the ambush site. But to have a video where you have your driver drawing a gun and a passenger leaning over and shooting them and then their temple indexing, which is another dumb thing that you're creating another bad neural pathway and going here. It's like, you're not at least even giving me something that I can at least give you credit on. Like you're at least not giving your guide a driver and a passenger like a sector of fire or coming out or give me something that I can maybe give you some credit that you have knowledge for but that's just such a silly concept of there's a target here target here well if you're getting ambushed and the bad guys done their job right right it's going to be more than one attacker sitting in that vehicle let's taking just, those rounds and thinking you're going to gunfight them from inside a car you're not surviving that encounter
2: let's just back let's just back up let's just back up and start without any neural pathways or anything any big brain shit who has successfully Fought a prolonged gun battle from inside of a vehicle. Where, where does it exist? There are people that were stuck in vehicles, and got lucky. There are people that that there there are certain instances where someone had a a very brief engagement from a vehicle. Okay, but that's all. Now you look at you look at the the way that it's portrayed. What we're getting the reps in? You're getting the reps in of what? What are we getting around? Fighting a losing battle? You, you don't get to win that way. That's not how you win the fight. You get lucky. Okay, I say it all the time. A, a, an ambush in a vehicle is a sucker punch with a gun. That's what it is. And if you've ever been sucker punched, okay, which I have, okay, and, and, and uh, all you blokes out there that have, you know, if you get hit hard enough, you're going you're gonna to end up on your knees and you're going to realize I've got about a second to a second and a half to get to my feet or he's going to finish me right here. That's the only chance I have, and the only reason I have that chance is because that sucker punch wasn't delivered properly, because if it was delivered properly, I'll wake up looking at the ceiling, okay? You don't get to win it. That's why we ambush people. You don't. We take away your reactionary gap. You, You don't have time to respond. That's the intention of an ambush, okay? And all the countries involved on the Allied side in the last 20 years, we've been doing it pretty damn successfully for two decades. So. It's not like this is something that's unproven technology. And prior to that, we were doing it successfully in a whole bunch of other wars together, all the way back in freaking you know, World War One. Okay, so like the the whole idea behind this, you're going to fight from the front seat. To me, it's just it's ludicrous. Okay, and then people will say, um, like for, on the vehicle side, for me, they'll go, "Well, you don't, you don't." Uh, Uh, You don't understand, you know, this isn't OCONUS and this isn't RPGs and and machine guns and all that. Well, first of all, you have no idea what I've done and and you have no idea what profiles I ran in overseas, one, okay? Two, the initial blocks I learned, okay, came from 2-2 SAS in Northern Ireland and my old unit in Beirut, the first years ago, before all the wars kicked off, when I was taught Counter ambush stuff and checkpoint stuff. That all came from people. the The programs, the actual classes we got, were from actual instances where they talked to assaulters from both mm-hmm. different units and said, "How did you guys survive?" And then there were instances where guys did, didn't. There was a couple where guys from two two didn't. They never. They didn't. They didn't get out of their vehicle. They just never got out of their vehicle. It just. It didn't. It didn't work out for them. And rest mm-hmm. their soul, man. Those are hard lessons to learn. But you realize you've got a snapshot in time to get that vehicle out of there or to get out of that vehicle, okay? Stability, mobility, situational awareness. The three things you need to fight, okay? I need to stay on my feet or stay stable, whatever that means, okay? If, if you're on the ground doing jujitsu, it means holding a position or controlling a position. But let's say stability, I've got to maintain control of myself. Mobility, I have to be able to move when I want to move and how I want to move before I'm not allowed to move anymore. And situational awareness, I have to know what's going on. Okay, if I stay in a vehicle, I've got all kinds of stability because I'm sitting on my ass, but I've got no mobility and I've got limited situational awareness, right? All the while my adversary who's not in the vehicle has stability because they're on their feet. They have mobility because they're on their feet and they're unrestricted and they have unrestricted situational awareness. So I've given up two out of three of those and they've retained all three. That's what happens when you stay in a vehicle. Anytime in the stateside, if a a law enforcement officer stops a vehicle, you get stopped on a traffic stop. Okay. And you start to get out of your vehicle. The first thing he will say, or she will say is, sir, please remain in your vehicle because they want to take away your mobility and your situational awareness. They want to control you. They want to put you in a box. So it's easier, easier to fight you if they have to. That is a fact. And so why would someone, why would someone teach people to do exactly what you try to do to other people? which is keep them in a the vehicle. It doesn't make any sense to me. And that's the whole thing. Like if you don't understand fighting, then you can't teach it.
1: Exactly. And that's kind of the main thing too, that like I don't get it with some of these guys say that you're teaching law enforcement. And it's like, just like you said, Mike, we're, we're, we're trained and I teach that If you're sitting at traffic stop and you're sitting initially writing your citation or your summons, you're looking, keeping your eyes up. At the minute that door opens, we're unassing that seat. We're getting out of the car. We don't sit there and, sit in our car and tell them, get back. We get out of that car and get ourselves into a position of advantage and order them back into the vehicle. Like you said, you know, I don't want to be dealing with them out there in an open space, let alone all the other dangers you have when you're on the side of a busy highway or a roadway. There's just more things that you have to encounter. Like you said, put them in that box, then I limit movement and everything else. And that's like, just some of the things I see too, is like these guys are out there doing these courses. In around vehicles or taping up their arms and their elbows or doing all this, you know, silly shit. And they're, 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 they're say they're training cops, but they're out there wearing, you know, competition rigs, you know, like they're going out on a competition range. And I'm like, okay, well, if you're training cops and you're training them for the fight of their life, then why aren't they wearing the gear that they're going to be wearing when they're on the job? Why aren't they using those tools? Why aren't they building and using that type of training? And, you know, and then this one particular one like stands out because the guys running around all taped up, they're encouraging him. He's doing all the stuff. He gets to one end of the other end, running past all these other shooters on the line, and he's trying to clear a malfunction on a rifle. The whole time he's exposed from behind a vehicle, so he's given up cover. He it takes him entirely too long to clear the rifle, which is why we have the pistol, right? We use our pistol to get the rifle operable. But when he like finally gets it done and they clear the evolution, what I got upset with is a stop the video on social media at the part that I want to see because now they're all taped up and running around with elbow and everything. They tell, okay, now you have a femoral bleed, you know, but you're non-ambulatory, but you're all taped up at the arm and the shoulder and just dumped all this adrenaline. um, That
2: That whole evolution, that whole evolution is the functional equivalent of being attacked by a shark while being attacked by a swimming bear and struck by lightning and hit by a speedboat the, all at fucking once. It is the stupidest yeah. horseship. It's it's beyond compare. That yeah. same video has a guy holding the magazine well with his I uh, with his left hand and pushing rearward with his thumb to discharge the. And when you think about that, when you look at I look at stuff like that, no one is ever going to do that. No one has ever done that. So what are you doing? You're entertaining people, you're gee whizzing people. You're, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, it, it, to me, that whole thing, it, that, that whole evolution was complete and utter garbage. Not to mention that it, it's unsafe. You're going to give someone yes. a lethal implement the and then take or, one of their hands out, like, it's ludicrous. It's ludicrous. Let's back up to something you said. You said fighting in and around vehicles. You hear that term a lot, don't you? Fighting in and around vehicles, right? Yeah. Okay, let's break that down. And this is the the this is the, the benefit of experience, fighting in and around vehicles, fighting in. Okay, are we fighting within a vehicle? Which means you and I are fighting inside the vehicle. My buddy Craig Douglas from South NARC, thats his—that's yep, That's his what—that's yep. what—that's what, that's what he does. Okay, so we're yep. fighting within a vehicle. Guess what? You know, uh, Craig Craig has an an angle on that and a style for that. Him and Brian, another buddy of mine, that it's yep. great. And Cecil, all these guys—they—that's a specific thing. You're fighting within a vehicle over a gun or a knife or whatever. That's a type of fighting okay, fighting within a vehicle, fighting from inside of a vehicle. Now we have two different versions of in, within or inside, meaning inside out. So now I am fighting against someone who is outside of my vehicle. That's completely different than fighting from within a vehicle, okay? Yes. In and around. Now I'm around a vehicle. What does that really mean? I'm just fucking outside. I'm fighting outside. It's open air fighting, that's all. So yeah. now in and around of vehicles vehicle is actually three different things. It's actually three different things two of which have to do with you being within the vehicle. One has the threat within the vehicle with you and the other has the threat outside. This is what I, they dirty up the training space because they they don't even realize that what they're saying on its face is, is, is fraudulent. It's false. It's blending yes. a bunch of things. You know, it, it, and so like when I hear stuff like that, it tells me that you don't really understand training because you can't even refine the thoughts necessary to create it.
1: 100%. I mean I don't disagree with that at all. You you're hitting the hell in the head and more people need to be talking about it. Go ahead, Ben. <laughs>
0: that was that was huge for me because being particularly with two two chaps who I would consider experts in their field anyway, to hear like how the, the the proper maintenance of your knowledge should be addressed within those scenarios. Is the ignorant Englishman in the scenario handling a gun and the proper maintenance of it and the proper uh, 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 aptitude towards using these skills within that kind of battle scenario? That's a huge thing for me to pick up because I've, I've held one once in my life. That is the length and breadth of my knowledge in, in, in terms of that area. So to pick up this kind of understanding is is huge for me and that kind of that kind of leads me to this this kind of curiosity in this way. There may be one or two people out there as consumers who, with the best intentions, the best will in the world, are swept away by the you know the glitz and glamour, whatever it is, the the the, the snake oil, the entertainment, all of this kind of stuff. In terms of how you see it. What is some advice that you would share with these well-intentioned, best willed people for trying to avoid this type of thing? What what kind of areas should they be looking for? What you know, is it specific people, specific buzzwords, specific way that it's drilled out, all of the above, none of the above? How how would you advise that they protect themselves from charlatans, essentially? I
2: would look at a couple things. One is look at their look at their formal. their 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 cv look at their formal bio what have they done what organizations have they been a part of what have they participated in just to give an an, a a foundational understanding of that individual one two and this is a big one if they are continually selling you who they used to be be Mm -hmm. very wary okay i don't like i said for 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 people in the in the circles that i travel in everybody knows who we were and who we weren't that doesn't matter what I'm trying to present to you is what I learned there because I learned some pretty noteworthy things because I never got killed not even once okay so there's something I must have done correctly over years and understood over years of performance that says I have a grasp of this and then my own proficiency I shoot competitively I was shooting I was shooting last night until it got dark I'll be shooting when when I get off of here I'll go out of the range and shooting there's things that I'm working on different levels of understanding I was actually talking to my, you know, my mate Matt today on his way back from another job at, you know, banging stuff back and forth, constantly trying to get, you know, stronger, faster, harder to kill, like get better each time. If you're sitting around telling war stories, to me, uh, you see that in classes. Anyone that's telling you that feels like they have to play dress up, first of all, look at that. I I don't wear, you know what? I wore camouflage. I wore body armor. I wore helmets. I wore all that stuff because I didn't want to get shot. Okay. Or didn't want to get killed when I got shot, if I got <laughs> shot. Okay. I it as part of my job. Okay. It's like, why would I put on a parka in the summer? Like what? <laughs> what, what, what I don't play dress up. I go to the range. I wear shorts and a t-shirt. Why? Because yeah. it's comfortable. Mm. I don't wear a multicam. Why? Because I'm not hiding from anybody. Yeah. I'm not wearing a plate carrier in my own class. Why? Because if I need a plate carrier in my own class to be safe, I'm not even going. Okay. So it's like, you see all this, the people right. that play dress up, you're, you're, you're playing a role in a movie that you're envisioning about yourself. Okay. I, I love to shoot guns. I like I, the things that I love doing. I, I I love hiking and climbing and doing stuff like that. I love to shoot guns. I love fitness. I like being mm-hmm. fit. I like, I like doing stuff, you know, get stand up paddle boarding, whatever. I like to do things. Mm-hmm. Okay. Playing dress up is not one of them. Like I, I don't, that's what my daughter did when she was eight. Like I don't, mm-hmm. I don't, it doesn't and so when you see people that that they're dressing apart, okay, mm-hmm. that tells you something right there. Okay? Yeah. Yep. And it's I mean, and that doesn't that that's not to say that all of them are substandard, but a lot yeah. of them are. A lot of them are because most of the guys that I know that that you know that that have, that have done some stuff, they just they just hang out, man. They got a pair of pair of freaking pants on or a pair of shorts on. They're like, hey, let's let's freaking bust out some rifles and go bang. Let's do this. Let's see how fast we can go, how accurate we can go. That performance is what they're selling, okay? Yeah. Performance on demand is what all of us at, at you know, all the people in my in, in my crew, all of my little mm-hmm. peer group, okay? They're, we're trying to sell performance on demand. We're trying to present it, and and that's that's our that's our product, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not selling the experience, like we're not like it doesn't it doesn't matter. That's not I, I again. That's where you have to be. You have to be very guarded when people are selling you the experience. Ask questions. Understand what are you doing? Why are you doing it? How does it work? How realistic is it for you? Are you really going to need to know how to do this? Okay, mm-hmm. I mean it's it's like it's to me. I would look at it and go, okay, let's let's look at someone in Tokyo. Okay, do they really need a, a vehicle class? No. There's 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 literally no guns in Japan. I mean, and it's like mm-hmm. one of the safest places on earth. Okay. Um, Wonderful place. Lived there for years in the military. Love it. I love Japanese people. Okay, super safe place, All right? Um, do you need to do you need to uh, have a? Do you need to go to a concealment class, a concealed handgun class in the U.S.? Probably so. We've got a lot of guns and we've got a little bit of a crime issue going on. Okay, mm-hmm. let's go to the U.K. U.K. Do you need to go to a concealment pistol class or a vehicle class? No. Could you use a knife combatives class or something like that? Yes, you absolutely could. Okay, so now now you're looking at your region. Where do I live, and what what's available to me? What do I need mm-hmm. to be able to, to to accomplish, or how do I need to safeguard myself? So start start tailoring it. Be a more discriminating consumer of training. Do your mm-hmm. due diligence. Okay, and it's I'll tell you right now. You it, it, people people will say, well, you know, any training is better than no tra- training. That's not true common sense is better than bad training cuz bad training will get you to violate common sense okay yeah. i would rather have a, a you know have have a guy that's that is just a sharp sharp guy okay mm. he's a smart guy with no training okay on my on my crew than mm. than a same guy but with bad training trying to do the wrong stuff and i and i'll I'll take yeah. that and turn it around i would rather i would rather fight a soldier from another military with with bad training that's been reinforced, than an insurgent who has no rules and just goes, I'm gonna do what mm. makes sense. Because mm. they are dangerous. And we know that from 20 years of it. They are they're cunning and they're dangerous because they don't have to abide by anything. They just go, okay, that makes sense, or that doesn't, or they'll look and go, okay, he just got shot doing that. That doesn't make any sense. We're not doing that ever again. Like they they adapt, they change because they're using common sense. The the rigid dogmatic adherence to bad training put you in the worst possible position on freaking purpose. <laughs> That's why that, that whole idea, you know, any training is better than, than no training. That is untrue. It sounds good. It briefs well. That's a good slide on a freaking PowerPoint or whatever, you know, a, a freaking slide deck or whatever the fuck you call it nowadays. Okay. But in real terms, it's not. People are way smarter than you give them credit for. And if you give them bad information, it's worse for them than, than no information and just letting them solve the problem.
1: Wow. I agree with all those points. Um, and the other thing, yeah, because I, I look at that all the time too, Mike, all the guys that try to sell me on what they did 20 years ago. And it's like, okay, well, what have you done recently? You know, you're telling me what you did back in, you know, 2004 with, with Blackwater, but it's 2023. So if you keep harping on that, then you've gone, you know, 17 years or so doing nothing, you know, that you, you've got to have built on it, you know, and in, and I agree with you, you know, I, I served my time in the Marine Corps, served my time in law enforcement. They are all were pillars of getting me to where I am. But unless it's relevant within a circle or on people I'm around, that's just where my experience and stuff comes from. But I'm a business owner now. I do particular things. It doesn't, you know, that's not what I lead with. I don't lead with what I did 20, you know, 25 years ago, because it, it doesn't make the point where we're at today. And uh, what I use too is just from the law enforcement side of, When we start interviewing people, and we're looking for people that are being, you know, untruthful, just like you kept harping on, people that are convincing you of something. I tell people there's two types of statements: convincing and conveying. And if someone Mm -hmm. is consistently trying to convince you of something, you need to look into it more because more likely than not, they're untruthful. Someone like Mike here, conveying. Mm -hmm. He's conveying you facts. He's giving you the experience. Mm -hmm. He's telling you to do. That's what we're trying to tell you guys to do. And the purpose of of our podcast is to get this information out there because. For one, I get tired of seeing people taken advantage of that, that don't know any better. And it's not just in this industry, Ben, you and I have touched on it on the nerdy side of us, you know, where we're the brain side and the behavior side, all these people mm-hmm. trying to sell body language courses and all this other crap It's the same thing in multiple industries. People are trying to do what sells. People don't know any better. And it's like, Hey, come check this out. And then like Mike is touching on, it's not a relevant skill. You know, you're sitting and you think you're training. You're, you're not. You're, you're getting some bad things. And one, and then on top of it, too, if you haven't heard what Mike's been saying enough, the man is consistently honing the skill and consistently maintaining and enhancing his skill set. Because if you're, if you're not paying attention, if you, even if you pay for any course, good, bad, or indifferent, and you're not working on the skill, within a couple of weeks, you're going to lose 40% of that skill base to that, that, that course you went to. And in a month or two, you've lost a whole skill set. So unless you're out there putting in the work, and I think that's the other thing we come across too, Mike, you might be able to agree on is with all this social media influence crap in this world of now, everyone's got this thing of instant gratification. They automatically think they come take this high speed, you know, Hollywood type course or the next John Wick and they're prepared. And it's like, no, it doesn't work that way. Even if you come to any one of our courses and get good training, you're going to get it. But You've got to continuously put in the work. You've got to get the fundamentals down the foundational skills. And if we're not continuing to get better, uh, it's not going to work. It's never a one and done. You got to be a continuous learner and you've got to be, have passion for that craft that you're given at time, whether it's defending yourself, learning a new skill, maybe behavior or communication, but it's something you have to keep building and putting on, um, yeah, there's just so much to unpack, Mike. You give us so so many different nuggets. I love it because, and then the other thing I think a caveat I would do too is when you're when you're vetting these instructors, ask them the why. You know, you know, if I was to reach out to Mike and say, hey, Mike, why should I come to your class? Why would this benefit me? This is my background, and what I love about Mike is I don't even probably don't even have to get the answer from him. Is he'll tell me if the class is good for me or not. Well, look, this is what yeah. we do. This is how we do it. However, this doesn't fit you. it
2: doesn't I'll tell people I'll tell I I tell people all the time this is this is what you need like Mm -hmm. I'll tell them I'm not there I don't want to I'm not here to get my hands in your pockets two at a time I provide a service Mm -hmm. and and I am convinced that it's a good service and that it's it is a value to the people that it applies to but it's not for everybody it's not like it's not the it's not the right course for everybody okay Mm -hmm. um and so you and and it may be the right course for you in a year Okay, you may not be ready for it because you end up spending a lot of money to do something that you're unprepared for, and, you, and it it breaks your confidence or it just was ineffective. There were other things that you needed to do to lay a foundation. But it's you know it, it, when I when I look at the at, at the the training world that's out there, it's a revenue generating endeavor. I get it, but at a certain point, you get I, I see courses, people run courses. There's 27 people in a class. Let me go. Come on, you're not getting you're not getting any individual any individual instruction. Now that said, they'll go. Okay, we have I have an assistant instructor. Okay, so you've got thirteen. You've got a group of thirteen. You've got a group of fourteen. Okay, theoretically, you could do that. Fourteen is starting to get to the to the to the the edges of what you can really manage. I mean, I'm cutting my class sizes way back. I mean, I want my goal is to have them all at ten. Okay, if I run a larger class, which I do because I have a California-based business, my partner Pat and I run um, pistol-mounted optics classes. Okay. We'll run larger classes. That is a programmed course of instruction that is uh, California Peace Officer Standards and Training Certified. And Pat, <clears throat> Pat is not an assistant instructor. He is a co-instructor. We just basically broken it down into two squads like in the infantry and he's got one and I've got the other. We're, we're teaching the exact same stuff identical. Okay. And then when we switch days, we'll switch people. So I'll, I'll see half the group day one and then the other half day two. But there's a method to it. If, if, if you go up there, And you're the figurehead and then you have somebody else as your your step and fetch it boy okay you really actually have 27 people in the class getting input from only one person and when those classes get that large if they are not extremely well organized and programmed okay then it becomes a logistics issue now you're trying to manage 27 people with firearms and and that's that's kind of problematic okay so again you start looking at these courses if you're going to classes for the experience Okay, then you just spend your money as you see fit. I, that that that's your business. But if you actually want to get better, then you need to be a discriminating consumer of of training, and you need to do that by doing your due diligence, actually figuring out who these people are, what they're teaching, how it's applicable to you, how successful they are. You, the, the what I want is I want you to get as much value as I as I can possibly give you for every minute, which is your most scarce resource, time. Okay, every dollar, which is your second most most scarce resource, which is money because it takes time to make money, and mm-hmm. every bullet. Mm-hmm. So every minute, every dollar, and every bullet, I want to be well spent. I want you to leave and go, you know what? I'm glad I did that, and I got something really good out of it. If not, then I failed, either with you individually, like I didn't connect with you in some capacity, which th- there's not – that I don't excuse that. If I didn't connect with someone that came to class, i feel bad about it, or my approach is incorrect, and I have to change. But mm-hmm. if all you care about is, did the check clear? You know, did, it, did his credit card clear? Yeah, let me – there's a lot of people out there that do that. There's a lot of people on, like I said, selling smoke and magic beans. And that's what's happened to this industry. It has become social media driven on the entertainment side. Because truth be told, social media is about entertainment. It is. If you look at it, you look at someone that's done stuff like I've done in, in, in any in any variations, okay, from, you know, the, the special operations side or the military side. If you have on a social media, if they have 100 followers, I mean, 100,000 100, followers, that's a lot. Mm. That's a lot in the shooting training world. That's a lot. You take, uh, you know, a skinny five foot six chick with a, with a pretty face and a big rack. She's got 650,000 followers easily. Okay. Some have millions and Mm. all they do is walk around in their underwear. I'm a big fan. Don't get me wrong. Huge fan. Okay. (laughs) Hot chicks in, in their bathing suits and underwear. You go girl. But that said, that's what it is. It's entertainment. It's entertainment. And so, what's happened is that the entertainment focus of social media has dirtied up the training space. Training has jumped in there and said, Hey, I can use this as free marketing. And then the entertainment part is like, I just gobbled it up like a fucking cancer. It's, and, you know, it's honestly, it started years ago with Magpul Dynamics, with the Magpul flip and all the, you know, that, that crap. I, I mean, if you don't know, the, mag, the Magpul flip came from the initial magazines. There was their glass-filled nylon. There wasn't enough glass in it. They were, they were not hard enough, and they would swell. The glass in glass-filled nylon gives it rigidity. So when you loaded the magazines, they would almost immediately swell and stick in the magwell. So instead of recalling all the magazines that didn't have enough glass in the glass-filled nylon, you did the Magpul flip and the chamber check, which no one can do. If you go like that and back, you don't see jack or shit, but it looks cool on video. And that became a thing. Okay, that became a cult. It's like it, it's it's you know it's the it's the intersection of skateboarding and shooting. Boom, Yeah. you know lifestyle. Look, this is cool. Got to have the wraparound Oakleys and the you know the freaking <laughs> little the goatee. You know the mood music and the black and white with the rain falling. the fucking stop it. Like it, it's just it's gibberish. You're playing yeah. you're playing a part in the movie that you wish they'd make about you. I don't honestly, me personally, I, I got my Super Bowl ring. I got to do some pretty cool shit, man. I got to be, to be around my mates from where I worked in the army are some of the best soldiers that, that our countries have ever created. We have, we have our, we have our, our, you know, our, our sister units in the, in the Anglo sphere, so to speak. And that's who I, that, that's what I look at. It's not just, not just the American version that I was in, but the other, the other ones, um, you know, two, two SBS, Australian SASR New Zealand SAS, all these, these people, were all these are the kind of people I was around. I got to, I got to do cool shit, man. I don't care. My daughter thinks I'm cool. My chick thinks I'm cool. I win. Like, I'm not trying to, like, I don't need everybody to go, oh, wow, you're wonderful. Like, it's some nameless, faceless person that likes or doesn't like me, doesn't change my life. What changes my life is how, what I see when I look in the mirror, when I'm shaving in the morning and go, you're a fucking fraud or, you know what? Keep pushing, keep pushing. Mm-hmm. And that's what I wake up in the morning and go, hey man, keep pushing. That's that's it. That's all I know. All I've ever known is fucking ruck up and keep moving. Just keep moving. Lean into it. That's what we had a saying when I was in reconnaissance, man. Lean the fuck into it. Just lean the fuck into it. Whatever it is, just lean into it. And that's a different mindset from hey, let me let me manicure this video and let me. What do they like? They like these kind of videos and they put this music in. Like, there's such an emphasis on on drawing you in. What they're trying to create in that in that training clip, okay, is they're trying to create that. Five foot seven hot chick with the big rack in her bikini, but in, in training form and make you want yeah. to look and go, oh, wow, that would be so cool. Like, oh, it'd be awesome to have a chick like that as your girlfriend, whatever. Like, that's what they're doing. Oh, it's so badass. I see comments like that all the time with stupid gibberish with people with tennis balls taped to their hands. Okay. Like tennis ball tape to your hand and you're going to press it up against a gun to help shooting. Okay. Ever broken your fucking hand before, pal? What are you going to put next to that shock and vibration? Okay. Nothing. You're not gonna do anything. You're not gonna put your hand up there next to a gun when it's shattered, okay? I mean, I'm not the only dude who's ever broken his hand. I know. So what are, you, what are you doing? You're sensationalizing something. You're trying to simulate something without knowledge of understanding the reality of what you're trying to simulate. That is a problem. Back to experience, okay? Experience tells me there are certain things that you will or will not do. Okay? In the law enforcement community, they would have people shooting one-handed and they'd say, Oh, put your hand over here like this. Okay, so my camera, they have people would do this, like put your put your hand up here when you're shooting one-handed, okay? Because it's injured and you're trying to protect it. Okay. Ever broken your arm? Ever seen somebody shot in the arm? They're not doing this. They're letting that arm hang and they're trying to get it away from their body. They usually they'll usually stick their hand up under their arm. They're trying to keep it, they're pressing it and they're trying to keep it away from their body because every time it bumps your body, it hurts like freaking the devil because the bones are rubbing together. There's, a, there's like mechanics to this. It's not like, it's not, like just, it's not theory. There are broken bones, traumatically broken bones in your arm. All you want it to do is hang. Why, why? Because that creates traction just from the weight of your arm and gravity, okay? You put people will put their hand under their arm and they'll lean forward. Why to keep it from bumping against their body because it hurts, it's like, fuck. okay, like this. Shit, when I watch people do this, I, I saw that for years. I'm like, nobody's ever gonna do that. Like, like, hasn't anybody here broken their arm before? Do you not realize you're never gonna do that? Like, and that's why I see <laughs> I see people there's a, there's a lack of, of discriminating, discriminating thought. Look at what yeah. people are doing and go, why would you actually do that? Like, and there's some stuff that's so flamboyantly friggin' stupid. That people will actually do that and there's there's also the social media thing where people don't want to question the cool kid okay but when somebody else questions them like me who doesn't give a fucking shits different I, <laughs> I don't care care that's stupid like i gotta tell you what are you gonna do steal my lunch money like stamp my, <laughs> my freaking meal card no dessert no like that's dumb and i i probably had 40 legitimately 40 messages when I when I called out that stupid shit, sticking a, a pistol in an air conditioning vent to do a reload. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, nobody's ever going to do that. One, what makes you think the vent's going to be available? Two, what makes you think the, vent's gonna, the gun's going to fit in the vent? Three, what makes you think that when you stick that gun in the vent, you can actually get it out? Four, what makes you think that you won't do some sort of damage to it? And five, what makes you think that you're not going to introduce Chips of plastic into the operating parts of that gun, rendering it inoperable, causing a stoppage. When you could just put the fucking thing in your lap, but no, it looks cool on video. Yeah, look at me. Look, thinking outside the box. You're thinking so far outside the box that you don't even know where you are, and we can't even find you. Okay, so stop. They're like, there's simple things that you can do. Like when you start looking at this flamboyant stuff, you're like, why? Why would you? Why would you do that? No one would ever do that. And and it's like. That's stuff that that when I critique it, people, oh, you're a hater. I love that term, too. We need to talk about that. Oh, you're a hater. (laughs) Being called a hater is the equivalent of being called a racist or a Nazi or, or a homophobe or whatever. That's what that psychologically, the linguistic side of it, when you go, oh, he's a hater, that means I don't even have to deal with you anymore. I don't even have to talk to you. You're a hater. Dude, newsflash, there's very few people on earth ever that I've truly hated, and you ain't one of them. Like, you're not that important. You're not that, you're not important enough for me to hate you. I think what you're doing it's is stupid. It. I think you're a jackass, but I don't hate you. Uh, like, yeah, but the I'm, idea. I'm trying i hate you because you got a bit yeah. of ignorance right now, but that's about yeah. it. The whole concept when you say that, oh, they're a hate. Oh, you're haters. Okay. They, they'll they use that. They'll use haters or for me, they'll go, oh, well, you're not a cop. Okay. So I'm not a cop. Great. I'm also not the Pope. I'm also not a freaking candle maker. I'm not, I'm not a lot of shit. Why don't you tell me what's wrong with what I said? Don't tell me who I'm not. Tell me what's wrong with what I said, and they never do that. And that's the whole the social media. That's where you get fanboys that they worship the messenger over the message. And so you know, it's it's I've got a I've got a saying that's for for a lot of those companies. And it's it, I, they use the 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 methodology I call is, the, is the, the they use the fat guy in the front row of the strip club methodology. And he got this really obese guy in the front row of the strip club. And that stripper tells him how hot he is and that she'd be with him if she wasn't with somebody else. But he's really hot and then just gets him to give her more money. And he pays her to say something that he knows isn't true because he wants to believe it. And that's what these people tell tell people, oh, you're this, you're that, you're awesome, you're the tip of the spear. Because they don't want to go, dude, like... This may not be the line of work for you, or you know what, you're just not good at this. You need to work a lot harder. You're not putting the effort in. You can't just show up and do this for two days and, and and call yourself trained. They don't want to tell them that because well, what if they go back and they and they do a bad you know do a bad review or what if they you know they they start saying that I was unfair, whatever, whatever it is. I mean, it's you shall know the truth and the truth will set you free. Like, hey man, it's kind of in this book that's western civilization is based on like i'm going to tell you the truth because you're paying me to tell you the truth whether it's in what i present to you training wise or my evaluation of you and i will not say something critical unless i know exactly what you're doing why it's wrong how to fix it and how you can take that forward i'm not just doing it to be a, to be a, a, a jacket i'm not, i'm not you know i i'm not a, a, a i'm not a bad human being okay like i said before the difference between being a nice guy and a good guy i'm Good guy. I'm going to tell you the truth. You may not want to hear it. Okay. But I'm going to tell you the truth. And it's, yeah, it's one of those things cause, that cause even, a lot of these people don't do that.
1: Yeah, because even then, Mike, I'd even say too, I mean, just for the overall generic of the term, it's actually when you're taking your time to critique and give them that, that feedback and experience, it's actually coming from an actual place of love. You know, your love and passion for the industry and the training and the student. And you're trying to ensure the right you know, training the right message, the right. Corrections, the right. Methods are being put out there. I mean, that, that's a place of just passion and love and caring. So like people saying you're a hater. It's like, no, you're actually getting them the exact opposite of that. You know, it's there, like, there no, actually, I'm happy. making this point because I'm trying to help you. Cause I, I care, you know, mm-hmm. and in turn, like you said, then I'll just, I'll put my energy and stuff elsewhere to the people that, yeah. that, that do care to make better. But while you're like, you said that uh, that one was sticking a damn gun in the air vents that, uh, I shake my head. I have to kind of scroll through some of those things because to me, I can't fathom. Like, okay, there's there's a common sense approach to things, and that's just that's
0: just not it. Um, It says something when even I I know that's stupid.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's like why would you? It doesn't make any sense. It's like there's there's a lot of things that that are out there in training that people don't want to question because that person has you know x amount of likes or followers or whatever. It's like if your metric is if your metric is likes and follows, then it's not the student and it's not quality. If it's money, then it's not the student and it's not quality. If it's the student, then it's not mon- money and it's not likes and it's not follows. But you got to pick one, okay? Mm-hmm. And that's the thing is if, if if the goal is to make those people better, they are the focus, the money will come. I mean, my, my, my brother was a, a businessman, very successful one, and he used to tell me, the the, the, the the strong money comes on the back end, not the front end, okay? The good money's on the back end. Short money's not good money because it goes away. Okay. That's not, you can get short money from anybody. The long money, that's how you cultivate relationships. There are times that you'll do work for no money. You may even take a little bit of a loss, but you're building the long money, okay? And that's the whole idea with this. I'm I want to build a reputation for myself that allows me to do this longer with more success and the only way I can do that is one to be honest about it and two Mm. to train myself to constantly train myself to seek out new information and techniques and all the rest to better myself I have to work on me nobody's paying me to do that I'm I'm paying for it out of my pocket Mm. I spend a lot of money training myself and a lot of time and a lot of effort behind the scenes that nobody sees okay because that's, that's what you do if you want to be at the highest levels of anything. I don't care what it is, okay? It's just because you see a guy on race day running a marathon, okay, just because you see him on the race day running the marathon doesn't mean that the only time he runs is on race day, okay? There's thousands and thousands and thousands of hours of time on the road by himself with his thoughts, suffering. You know, shins hurting, knees hurting, whatever. There's all kinds of time that you never saw. I used to say it in the military. Everybody wants to be a commando on a sunny day. Okay. There's a whole bunch of stuff that you didn't see. That's not any fun that you have to do. There's a lot of, there's a lot of pain at the office that you didn't see. Okay. For that one cool snap of you going out of an aircraft at, you know, 22,000 feet on oxygen. That's cool. That's a little piece of candy that you get. Okay. But you're eating Brussels sprouts the rest of the time. Okay. So it's not, and that's why people, when I I see that, like you're not, do you not understand what it takes? And if you come out and all you're selling is who you used to be. Okay. You're selling that entertainment piece. You're not bettering yourself. You're not, then the student doesn't matter to you. Mm -hmm. What matters is what's in his wallet or what's on his credit card. That's what you want. That's, it's disingenuous because that again, back to what I said earlier on, we're talking about teaching people to fight another, another man to the death with a gun. That's what we do. When when I'm training LE, why are they training with a handgun or a rifle? Why? Because they may they may have to use it in the line of duty. Okay, let's talk about that. What does that actually mean? What does that mean? That means you may have to fight another human being to the death. That's what those are made for. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the emotional component, I, I that that's somebody else's business. I don't I don't touch that. I don't I don't do that mindset shit and all that. I think it's garbage. Mindset is a life learned, like a, a life lived. Okay and and i've said it countless times okay if you if you've ever been you've ever been punched in the mouth really fucking hard okay there's your mindset brief you'll realize when you're in a schoolyard as a kid you get hit hard you go wow i don't want to go through that again let's figure out how to keep that from happening you learn about that and if the first time you get punched in the mouth is at 34 then you missed a whole bunch of blocks of instruction that life had for you okay but the other side of that, that's the mindset piece. And I think that's an overused. Dude, you, you figure that out on your own. Nobody can give you a mindset. There's no brief that's going to do that. That's a life lived and that's decisions made before they had to be made. I'm willing to do the following things given the following circumstances. Okay. And whoever you are and whatever you do, you go there and have a, you know, sit down with a freaking, you know, a beer or a scotch or a mug of tea or whatever it is that you do and go, what am I capable of doing under these circumstances? And what am I willing to do? Mm-hmm. and then figure it out and once you figure out that answer then you go forward with life but on the hard skill side that's what i'm working on i'm teaching you how to use an implement that is purpose designed to extinguish human life it's not a fucking toy and i'm not going to treat it as such and i'm not going to treat the 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 gravity of what you are learning as some sort of like grabastic bullshit where we get some happy snaps and some you know like oh look at me over here with a cigar and stop it i don't have time for that i, I don't i I'd, I'd rather be i i'd rather be somewhere else than with a bunch of strangers i'd rather be sitting with my mates having having a drink and you know eating a steak or whatever i, I why would i be mm-hmm. with a bunch of strangers doing that like yeah. no yeah. unless i'm trying to entertain them yeah. and i'm not because i'm not i'm not your i'm not your fucking dancing minstrel and that's not me okay so it's like that's that's the point we, we give that we give these these skills a level of respect okay and that level of respect yeah. is 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 identified by how much you want the student to progress and to learn. I look at you and go, I want you to be better. That's my goal. My goal is to make you better at this. Yes, it's going to help pay my bills, okay? But if I didn't make you better and it paid my bills, I still failed, Mm. I failed, Mm. okay? And they don't look at it that way. They go, oh, it was his fault. If you come to me and I'm supposed to teach you and you don't learn, the first person you should look at is me. I'm the problem. I either promised you something I couldn't deliver or I don't know what I'm doing in general. I don't even know. And that's the wrong answer. It's like if your students don't learn something, they don't leave going, wow. Even if they go, shit, I didn't get any better, but at least I know what I need to work on. You know, then you succeeded. But if they leave and go, why, why did I even come here? Like, what? I, I don't even know why I came here. That's a problem. And that's the instructor's problem. And that's the whole, the training space is replete with that. There's in, in everything, everything that people do. Okay. It And for, for me, it's on the, you know, firearms and some tactics stuff and all that. But I want, I want these people that come to me to leave better given the time and money and resources that I used. And if mm-hmm. I'm not doing that, I'm failing and I don't deserve their money and I don't deserve, you know, any respect for it. I'm stealing from you. Mm-hmm. I'm just doing it in a legal manner. Pretty opinionated, huh?
0: No, not at all. Not at all. I, it, it, I, I, personally, I think this has been one of the purest, most insightful conversations I've had. I, I think it's. I think it's. A, 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 and I, I don't say that to blow smoke up your ass. I say that because. It's, it's, it's true. It, it is, it is, it's been the definition of calling it what it is. You know, let's, let's look at the stuff that works as opposed to the stuff that's just going to entertain you. Because that stuff ain't got really much of a place over here in what we're doing, <laughs> if at all. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Not at all. Not at Love all. It. It's, it's, Love it. it's disingenuous. It's like, there's, there's nothing in the community I came from. There's nothing. There's nothing you can be called worse than you know, a liar or a coward. Yeah. Okay. And a coward has to do with actions and stuff. But a liar is just as bad. Really? Okay. Because a liar means you won't you won't face the truth, which means mm. you're actually what, a coward. Mm. If you look at it like I've been I, I I've, I've been places where been at a loading table, pulling ammo and grenades and stuff, mm. and looked at a guy next to me, and he looks at me. He's like, you know, I hate your fucking guts, right? I'm like, yeah. Same here. He's like, "Hey man, I'll be there no matter what." Fucking fist bump, grab our shit, go back to our troop area. Like, it's like, it's just like that. That's just the way that you don't have to. You don't have to like everybody, and sometimes it's better to go. I, I don't like you, but we work together. And guess what? That that supersedes all of it. I don't have to like you. You don't have to like me, but we have to. We have to work together like we were, you know, twins. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. it's one of those things. Like that, that's that's the, the the part of it that I, I'm like. Being honest is is everything because if I can't trust what you say once, then, mm. then I can't really trust what you say ever. Because when when did you decide to be honest again? Like I don't know. That's why I'm, I'm glad you I'm glad you see that because it's like I, I can't I can't do it, man. It's just it's fuck, man. It's too much to remember. If you're bullshitting people, you got to remember what you said to them. Hey, hey man, if I pissed you off, at least I remember I pissed you off. It's pretty obvious. <laughs> I
1: mean, uh, I, I can account for that because there's plenty of times, Mike, I know, you know, I, I blow your phone up, you know, text message every now and again. Hey, man, love that post. You know, today I'm glad someone is like speaking that has the, the ability to speak from the top of the tower because they don't hear some of us sometimes at the bottom. But at least if you're getting it from the bottom and someone send it from the top somewhere along the line, we'll get through to that people in the in the middle, you know, because it is. And it's uh, and, that, and that's what I love, too, about you, too, Mike, is what you see is what you get. Yeah, And that's the way people oh, should aim to be, just be yourself. You know, it, it, I love the fact, people ask me all the time, there's some things and I've been teaching far so far, well, there's some things I don't know, or maybe a trend I might've missed that's come out in a training aspect. But if I don't know, I know somebody who does, I at least have resources or people's phone numbers. Like if I have a, a particular question, I'm gonna message Mike. Hey, look, came across this today. Have you seen it? Can you validate this? What's your thoughts on it? You know, ask those questions, put your ego aside. That's what the, it, it's about is, you know, run it past people you know i like done it plenty of times for sure is that's what we're here for we're here to build each other up if mm-hmm. us as trainers and instructors can't come together and be forced multipliers for the betterment of the student then then what are we here for you know because there's there's plenty of people that want to learn plenty of people want to train so it's, it shouldn't be competition i'm not in competition with mike he does whatever he does i do what i do but if there ever comes a time we can collaborate or do something together or build together or if i can send them someone that needs his particular skill set they're going his way because, it's, like you said, it's not about the, it's about the student. It's about the student's experience. It's about helping people become better, get the better version of their skills, what type of training they're doing. And once you made it about the other person, and Mike hit on it with the business side of it, man. You make it about them, take care of them. Money is like a byproduct of you taking care of other people. It shouldn't be your number one goal. It shouldn't be your focus, your priority. Take care of people first, and the reward comes at – when you get the reward of teaching, I mean, that, that for me is the passion. When I see someone get it and get that concept and they start being able to repeat it and do it, you're like, man, they get it. That's awesome. But then at the end, it's like, well, I, I get a paycheck for this, too, for something I'm passionate about and care and seeing somebody else succeed. That's a bonus, you know, and that's the, what uh, the I think money, my the, to that. that's what you gotta be the takeaway. The money is a metric
2: that that it's feed. it's the, it's part of the feedback loop of how effective you are in one way or the other okay if you're putting out good stuff you're gonna you're, you'll make money and if you're if you're putting out trash you can make money but it's again it it is a form of short money and it leads to a lot of exposure to to who you are and your technique and all the rest so like mm. i mean i have i would rather i would rather not put my hands in people's pockets two at a time i would rather send people to someone else who I think is better suited for them than me, okay? Then just, just get a, get a, a one and done. Hey, I got your money one time. It doesn't matter. You, you're not going to come back anyway, because that person will go out and we'll we'll talk about. It. Yeah, I went there and I didn't like it. Or I've had I've had people come to classes because I said go to this class, go to somebody else's class. I had a, I had a, a guy come wanting to do precision rifle stuff. I'm like hey, I was. I, I've got a background in it. I was distinguished honor grad from the SF sniper course and all. that, got it. I don't do it. I just don't. That's not my thing. You know, I I don't teach precision rifle. I don't teach sniper stuff. Okay, and I'm like, listen. He's like, well, you know, we could set up a class and we could do this. I'm like, it's just not. That's not what I do. I don't do that. I know a couple guys that do it, and I pass them their way. And he ended up coming to one of my classes specifically um, because I told him to go somewhere else. He's like, I came here because you you told me to go to another instructor, and that told me everything I needed to know about you. Like, I'm not. I'm not Yederman, you know, I'm not I'm not every man. I'm not I'm not I'm not like the, the answer to everybody's problem, whatever that problem is. I have a certain group of things that I work on, but it's like that that honesty piece, it's back to being honest. I'm just telling you, this is what I do and this is what I don't do. And here's the people that do it better. Okay, or here's the people that do it. I don't even do that. But it's in the industry, there's there's too many people that are trying they they'll teach pistol, they'll teach rifle, they'll teach sniper stuff, they'll teach medical stuff, they'll teach vehicle stuff, like you're you're you are spread so thin. Nobody teaches everything and is good at it. Now, if you want mid grade stuff, go go do it. But you're don't get mid grade stuff at at you know at premium prices. That's not the answer.
0: Agreed, agreed. I I, I I get the impression that we could we we could go on and we could go on and Same. we could We've go got on. Cut this off. <laughs> and it's it's one of those things like where. I have i have i g i have so much more that i want to ask but let's Let's let's, let's let's save that for part two. so for, for the good folks that have, that have uh, been listening so far that have quite clearly been uh, been enraptured uh, by uh, what it is that you've been able to share with us today. what are their best course of action for being able to hear more from you, get involved in some of your trainings, listen to you speak, where, where, where is their best uh, opportunity for them to be able to do these kinds of things?
2: Um, I'm going to be posting a lot more stuff on on actually on Instagram because it's it's got such a far reach. That'll be the first place to start, and then as we stand up the YouTube um, page again, we'll, there'll be there'll be longer longer form versions of different things that I say. I'll pull clips out and put it on Instagram, and then say go to the full video on YouTube. So that'll that'll all be on social media, and that's just uh, CTT Solutions LLC. And you can type in Mike Panone; it'll come up or something like okay. that. Um, okay. And it's also linked through the website, which is CTT Solutions. Um, it's easy if you just you could type in. I mean, you, you could type uh, in I'll, one-eyed one-eyed Delta guy, and it'll come up. My <laughs> so I'm not. It's not like people don't know who the fuck I am, but because um, yeah, this was made out of Lexan right here. But, uh, oh, okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm going to be putting out. I, what I put out is overwhelmingly. I, I my goal is to put out something that is worth your. Yeah. You know. Twenty seconds to a minute, but it's ten minutes worth of information for you. Or ten minutes worth of thought of genuine conscious like wow, that's a that's something I can use, something that it spurs something in your brain. Like I can use that, mm-hmm. not just mm-hmm. like chewing gum for the eyes. That's bullshit. Mm-hmm.
0: Got you, and uh, I've, I love it. And we'll we'll stick all of we'll stick all of Mike's links in the description below if you guys want to go straight there and check it out. By all means, it, it will be down there. But uh, seriously, I, I can't express enough how grateful I am for for everything that you've been able to share with us today. I know I've got I know I've got tons out of it. I'm I'm sure Jim has as well. And I hope you guys have that have uh, that have stuck with us throughout this whether you've been watching or listening thank you for your time thank you for your interest in what we've been able to share with you as well every week and we will continue to do so uh, as as time marches on uh if if you would be so kind as to subscribe to the channel by all means the button's down there do it below and uh it's going to allow us to bring more interviews like this to you on a weekly basis so from us guys thanks again and we shall uh, we shall talk to you all soon take care bye bye cheers